Hi, it's Carolyn, the contest queen, and I am super excited tonight because I have one of the most amazing love attraction teachers with me that you might never have heard of. His name's Andrew Cap, and he wrote, you can see it behind him a little bit because we're sharing the screen. <laughs> and I have his book here. Mold oh, yeah, you've got it because I have it on my Kindle. There you go. <laughs> I love it. Conne connecting books right here <laughs> through the space. And um, yeah, it's fantastic. I love having it on my Kindle because I could read it when I travel and stuff. It's portable and I can carry all my books with me. So if you haven't heard of him, and it really is true. I love that you don't have your name on the cover because the title is so big that it's just the whole book. But it's yeah. true. And what I like about your book is it's so simple and it's easy to read and it's easy to go step by step. And then you give people choices. So, you know what? I'm all out. I'm so excited about Andrew. I'm off topic. So let's go back to the beginning. And this is with the contest queen. And I'm going to tell you a little bit about Andrew. Of course, we already know that he's the author of the last law of attraction book you'll ever need to read. And it's in it, it is a bestseller. So if you don't have it yet, why not? And how it's um, how it's different than the other law of attraction books is that he addresses um, the why. And the why is really important when you are using the law of attraction. And, and it helps you get into the habit. And his book, you only need to do it five minutes every day. And you can't tell me you don't have five minutes. You can even do it when you're brushing your teeth. So there's no excuses. And once you're finished with the book, you can check him out on YouTube. He also has a fantastic YouTube channel with literally hundreds of videos. And they're not very long. They're like little chapter. Oh, they're also like little chapters, little, little booklets in themselves. And he answers readers' questions too. So if you have one, you can message him and he will answer it probably in another video. And so welcome to with the contest queen. And we're gonna help all of my viewers uh learn how to use your methods and win uh prizes. <laughs> I love it. Carolyn, thank you so much for having me. I'm, I'm really, you know, it's so funny because we go live and, and people see an interview segment begin, but they never see the backstage of the conversation before you go live. And I can just like, you know, speak, I'm, I'm sure every guest has this experience. We were already in such a great rapport and great conversation that I'm, I'm really excited for this talk. And I realize when you have a book called The Last Law of Attraction book you'll ever need to read, you've got to bring it. So I'm, I'm very <laughs> happy to, to challenge myself up front to make sure that I deliver for your audience in whatever direction we might go into tonight. Okay, so um, this is really a good question because how, like everybody has, I've always said this, everybody always has a story. Like everybody could write a book. So how did you start the journey from, you know, not, you know, from where you were to writing the book? Like where, what was that arc for you? Yeah, you know, it's it's so interesting. And whenever I'm asked this, I'm like, okay, Andrew, make sure you you get as efficient as this is possible because this is the most long-winded answer ever, unless I watch myself. Because, I mean, I learned about Law of Attraction back in 2004, and it was one modality of many where I was just a young, struggling entrepreneur 
trying to figure out, okay, what's the secret to happiness? What's the secret to success? And to be mm -hmm. candid, it was not very reliable. Um, you know, at that time, like I, I was very hit and miss. Sometimes I would succeed, succeed. Sometimes I would fail. And I basically went through this period of just trying different things out and never really, again, it wasn't very consistent, but I didn't realize I was the one who wasn't consistent. I was the one not bringing what he should to the table because 2008 hits four years later, I've been bumping around for four years and I go through this period, this really intense week where I lose both my girlfriend of three years and my company that I'd been building for years, all within the span of like three days. And she didn't break up in person. She didn't even break up over a phone call. She broke up over text. So things were rough. Things were bad. And by the way, it was so bad because I was so desperately trying to hold my company together that I couldn't give the relationship enough, you know, life. And then when I finally quit my company to make that work, it was too little too late. It was a mess. I'm sure people can relate where things, you know, when it rains, it pours. And I had this very weird simultaneous epiphany and moment of indignation, kind of like looking in the mirror, like what's going on here? Something has to change. And now that I think about it, that law of attraction thing of all the things I did, whenever I actually did it, it would start to work. And then I stopped and I said, okay, well, you know what? I don't care what happens. I don't care when it happens, how it happens, why it happens. I don't care about any of that. I'm going to go all in with this thing once and for all. And when I say all in, I don't mean all day, every day, because as angry as I was with myself and as determined, I was still self-aware enough to know that's not sustainable. You'll drive yourself crazy trying to be perfect all day. But what I could do was five or 10 minutes a day of simple gratitude exercises, visualization, scripting, and see what happened. And it was kind of like a movie, Carolyn, where as soon as I made that decision, everything started to change. Two weeks later, I felt better, which is saying a lot for someone with a broken heart and a crushed company. Three months later, I'm in a brand new way, healthier relationship. Four months later, I'm making more money than at any point in my life before then. And six months later, everything's different. I'm in the best shape of my life. I'm happy and fulfilled. Everything's working on all cylinders. And I basically learned that this thing, and we'll call it the law of attraction, whatever it is, it works when you work it, when you're just consistent, when you find a way to actually be consistent with these methods, with viewing them as a choice rather than a chore, that's when things happen. And that's 2008. It took me 11 years before deciding to actually write this book because I just like went through life at that point. And I came to this point, you know, running other businesses and, and just doing all sorts of work. I'm like, OK, I want to do something new, but what can I do where to be really candid? I'm not going to get bored or impatient interacting with my customers. What is it about my life that I'm actually interested in? I'm like, OK, well, I never really talk about this law of attraction thing, which is such an integral part of my life. But there's like a thousand books, not like hundreds, but a thousands. I need to give myself permission to say something different, not just any other thing. Hence this very bold promise, this very bold title of the last law of attraction book you ever need to read because I want to set out to make this. Not, not the last one you'll read because everyone still wants to read. I want to be the last one you'll ever need to read. Meaning once you read this, you'll know why it wasn't working before. You'll know what to do about it and how to do it. And then you'll be forever changed because technically it won't even be my book teaching at that point. It'll be your own personal life experience and nothing can replace that. And that is hopefully my most long-winded answer of the evening. It's it's actually really good because I think a lot of people need to fall down first before they get back up. And I'm I also like to do a vision board. And I learned something a long time ago about this. When you set out an intention and you put something out, so say you want this really great relationship. I was married. And I had dreamed of this certain type of relationship. And I thought, okay, we could work on our marriage and we can get to a certain place. 
No, my marriage fell apart and then I had to be alone and heal for a while. And then I met that relationship. So yeah, I got what I wanted. The universe was answering me, but they're like, you sure you want that? Cause we're going to dismantle this first <laughs> before you get what you asked for. Mm. And you have to be prepared for that sometimes because people go, well, it's falling apart. No, 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 no. It's falling together. Yeah. You know, you bring up a very important critical point that most people don't think about. And the reason why some people quit, because I, I went through it in my own life and, and people will go through it in different situations where they will go down this rabbit hole and they will do these methods and actually enjoy them. And they'll be confused because things are going wrong. People like their, their job, all of a sudden people are, are undercutting them or not being friendly with them, or whatever it might be. And they're like, why is this happening? Well, it's because they wanted, they, they, they think that they wanted the promotion, but what they really wanted was the better commute, the better colleagues, the better career opportunity. And the universe is like, well, you're not going to get that here. You're going to get it someplace else. So since it's going to take you 10 years to make this decision on your own, but you've kind of start the vibration of it, I'm going to go ahead and nudge a few things so that that job goes away really quick. And then you apply for the job that you really want and you're happier in one month versus 10 years. Right. I love that. Now, I always ask the guests questions in advance and Andrew sent in some of the coolest stories of success stories of people that he's worked with from reading his book. And I'm going to have to get you to share some of them because some of them are amazing. And I know, I think you've done a few videos on these too. So um, you can also go to his YouTube channel and it is his YouTube channel is his name just to make it easy. So if you just put that into YouTube, you'll find them and, and subscribe. And of course that's what, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, well, come on. That's a thing to do. It's YouTube, right? <laughs> and, and thank you for the plug in. And like you were saying, yeah, I, um, I, I think the best thing you can do, obviously, is, is give value wherever you can. And it's very easy for me to be like, oh, well, here's this person and they use law of attraction. Here's what's happened and like awesome success story. But when I have someone writing to me and, and they're communicating this information, first thing I'm thinking of is like, well, I wonder if they'd be willing to be interviewed and go deep. Because one thing I understand um, is, is human nature. I understand there's a curiosity. People don't just want to hear the success. They want to hear how it happened. They want to dissect it. They want to, okay, what method did this person use? Not that you have to use that method. Was it in the morning or evening? Now, that's to be morning or evening for you. Like, you don't have to do that way, but people want to know. So, um, yeah, I did a couple of interviews with people where it's like, I just asked them questions, kind of like, if I'm a viewer wanting to dissect and break down their process of success, what are the kinds of questions that need to be asked so that I can get the right answers and the right information out of them? So that was my goal. And like, one interview, by the way, I can't take credit for this. I mean, I don't take credit for any of it, but... I definitely can't take credit for this one person, Chris, my first interview, because she used scripting, which I teach about in my book, but right. she didn't learn scripting from me. She just used it. So I was like, okay, you're perfect for an interview. And she basically used scripting to go from like $0, or if we want to be really accurate, $300 in the bank to over a million dollars in like 16 months. And it's like, when you hear someone say that, it's like, okay, it's not enough to like, okay, that's great. You want to hear what is their process? Did they handwrite? Did they type it out? Does it matter? Did they do it in the morning or evening? Like, what are the details about what they did that you could make a decision that you're going to model or at least have some kind of inspiration or some kind of deeper insight as to why or how this happens and how you can replicate it for yourself? Right. Actually, and the nice thing about this is we have, I use 
StreamYard so people ask questions and I can show them up here on the screen. So Lynn says, is this something that'll happen regardless if you believe in the method while you'll use it? Mm, okay, so such a good question. And here, here's how I, I break this down. And by the way, that question doesn't sound skeptical to me, but the answer I'm about to give, I often give to people that are skeptical about law of attraction because it's the same thing. Do you believe it? Does that matter? So uh, oftentimes um, I'll give an example of lifting weights to get muscles, which is obviously a very oversimplified thing, but we still understand it. Lifts weights get muscles, right? So I want to give two possible explanations as to how that actually happens for someone. Explanation number one is they lift weights and then they go to sleep. And while they're sleeping at night, the muscle fairy comes and waves a magic wand and poof, they wake <laughs> up with muscles the next day. All right. Explanation number two is when you are lifting weights, you're actually putting so much stress on your body that your body is actually your muscles are tearing in little areas. And then your body goes through a healing process where it's filling in those gaps, with more muscle fiber, hence stronger, bigger muscles, whatever it might be. Now, I know that's a butchered explanation, but I guarantee you most people, I say, which one is it? They're going to say that that second explanation is the right one, to which I would say, it actually doesn't matter what the answer is. What matters is you lift weights, you get muscles. You put an X, you get Y. And by that same token, regardless of whether you believe in the law of attraction or not, if you engage in a process of gratitude, visualization, scripting, without trying to force it, without an expectation or requirement about how it has to go, just an open-ended, open invitation to the universe to pleasantly surprise you, and you engage in just a couple minutes a day of feeling good while thinking about what you have or what you want or both, things will happen. And again, I, I didn't view that um, question skeptical, but for any skeptics out there, when those things happen, I implore you, do not give me credit. Don't give Carolyn credit. Don't give my book credit. Don't give the universe credit. Don't give the law of attraction credit. But at the very least, recognize that you engaged in this very easy process and things started happening. And so continue with this little experiment in life to see if it keeps happening for you. Because spoiler alert, it will. But you need to have a really open-ended attitude about it. But it does not require actual belief in order for it to actually happen. I, I like that. And I... I it's it's how it's amazing how similar it is to the the hobby of contesting because i call it january at the gym somebody will see you know something about the hobby they're like yeah and they'll enter three and then they'll write me and say well i didn't win and it's like well you're not entering consistently you're not and the same with you 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 didn't just have script once or give gratitude once and go okay and then six months later, your life has changed. No, you consistently gave gratitude and focused on what you want. And over time, it changed. So just like going to the gym, if you want to lose 20 pounds, you, you know, or get fit, you have to go to the gym, you know, three to five times a week, do the same machines over and over and over and over time. And the same with the hobby. If you want to win, you consistently enter and once you get the funnel going, you'll start to win consistently. And I, it's all the same stuff, but you can't just do it two or three times and think everything's going to change. Yeah. And and we actually, Carolyn, we, we stumbled on, um, it, it's, it's kind of hidden there uh, very subtly. The reason why a lot of people don't succeed with the law of attraction, and I would assume with contests, but obviously I'm, I'm speaking in my own wheelhouse here, because um, the thing is, a lot of people, like the, the thing about the gym is the gym is painful. 
and it can be frustrating. It could be intimidating. It could be boring. I mean, like me, I, I, I'll never forget. Um, I, I used to train martial arts because that was yeah. engaging to me. I was it's much easier to, to punch and kick because I remember going to a gym and watching someone on a treadmill and she was reading a magazine and looking at the TV and going between the two. I'm like, this person's bored on that treadmill. So if you're bored, if you're not engaged, if you're not enjoying it, you're not going to be consistent. You're not going to keep it up. So here's the thing that law of attraction. A lot of people, they'll, they'll write me like, Andrew, I've been doing these methods for like months and nothing's happening. This doesn't work. I'm like, are you even enjoying it? Are you doing these methods from a place of frustration and impatience and doubt and uncertainty and fear? Or are you doing from a place of relaxed confidence and I'm just enjoying myself? Because when you're thinking about that thing that you want, but you're gritting your teeth, you're not actually thinking about the thing that you want. You're thinking about the lack of the thing that you want. And you don't realize it. You are reinforcing the vibration of the lack of that job promotion or that car or that mansion. But when you're actually enjoying it, when you're enjoying yourself, well, then your vibration is freer. So this is really about, you know, the gym, I don't have a solution. I mean, find something that you enjoy doing. But for law of attraction, whether it's my method or anybody else's, find methods that are actually fun. And this, by the way, is why I say five minutes. Like if you want to do an hour, fine. But if it feels like a chore, if it feels like something that you're obligated to do, whether you're getting patient and you get bored and you get restless and you've got a job to get to or a life to get to or a spouse to get to, you're, you're going to be frustrated. But anyone can do five minutes and five minutes of feeling good with any method that works for you, it's going to pick up momentum. There's going to be a consistency and a momentum and things will happen, which will reinforce your enthusiasm, which will bleed into results, more consistency, more enthusiasm, more results on and on in an upward trajectory for you. I'm just chuckling because that advice is the exact same advice I give to people who want to enter sweepstakes. Mm. You have to do it consistently with joy because you know, if you're sitting here entering and going, I don't know why I'm bothering. I never win. And I, I'm like, no, you won't win because <laughs> that's your attitude. Yeah. So you're just wasting your time. Just You're better off just not entering and using that time wisely elsewhere. So you have to be entering expecting to win. I like wondering which one am I going to win? Mm. I know I'm, I'm not going to win all of them but I wonder which one it's going to be. Isn't this exciting? What, where am I going to get the call? Where am I going to get the email or the notification? Like which one is going to show up at my door? It's fun. And I have that expectation every time I'm entering and I have a joy. And I tell people the minute it feels like work, stop. <laughs> it's amazing how the, ho the hobby of entering sweepstakes and the law of attraction are mirrors of each other. Yeah. And, and I've got to say, Carolyn, I, there's so much brilliance in what you said there. And obviously I'm, I'm projecting, I'm viewing the world through my own glasses, my own lenses, but I think it's so brilliant that you're asking the question of, I wonder which thing I'm going to win because the way I interpret it, it's through a, a recognition, whether it's conscious or subconscious, that through human nature, there is a question of what's going to happen with this. So as long as there are a question, there is a question, why not strategically choose a question that's more, more sound and more in line with what we want? There could be the question of like, am I going to win? Or the question of, I wonder what I'm going to win. You're going to be in the question no matter what. So it sounds to me like you are intuitively choosing that more empowering path that, again, from my perspective, law of attraction is getting you in the vibration, getting you in the energy of actually getting that win for yourself. Yeah, and sometimes, and I tell people there's two ways to approach the hobby, and I think maybe you can do this with the law of attraction too. So if you're having, if you're in a good mood, that's 
you know, you might know the old sales adage, when's the best time to make a sale right after you've made a sale because you're in that vibration. And so I say, when's the best time to win something right after you've won something? Cause now you're all happy and joyful and off you go to enter and you can be in that state in a day. But sometimes if you're in a bad mood, I say, that's actually a good time to enter because if I sit for a while and I'm entering that bad mood slowly lifts because I'm like, Oh, Look at that. Look at that cruise I can win. Hmm. That sounds exciting. And now I'm dreaming about a cruise. Now my mood goes up a bit and then I'm entering something else. Ooh, look at that car. Hmm. That would be nice. And my mood goes up. So by the time I finish, I'm actually in a really good place. And maybe people can do that with the law of attraction too. If they start off in a bad mood, they could start writing scripting or whatever method they like. And by the end of it, then they're in a really good place. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And I'm I'm very easily seeing the parallels that you're drawing here because what again, everything you're saying I'm I'm doing through the lens of law of attraction. What I'm hearing you say is like you were you were finding you were intentionally finding things to feel good about. So of course, the prizes that could be won, those are good things to think about. So you're basically you're raising your vibration in that process, taking yourself out of the bad mood into the good one. And while you're in there, you might as well actually try to to enter and see what you can win one of those things since you're feeling better anyway. Right. And um, we'll go to some of the other stories um, because, you know, one of the things people I get asked a lot is how do I win money? But there's a lot of ways to bring money into your life, not just winning a sweepstakes. Um, you have had some readers have some fantastic um, success uh, with their businesses and their, their careers. Uh, why don't you let, I'll let you tell those few stories. Yeah, the, the favorite one that, that pops out in mind, and, and I'll admit that the reason that this is one of my favorites is because I have an interview so people can really do a deep dive with this person, is um I, I've got a 90-day a program. And it's like the book in and of itself is alone. I, I kind of view the book as like the ultimate law of attraction workout and the 90-day program being like a personal trainer guiding you through the workout. So so for those people that just want like, can, like the whole... This whole thing, my the 90 program, all it is is me sending you emails with videos where I teach you law of attraction stuff and I walk you through methods just to help you keep consistent because that's the magic, staying consistent. And um, these 90 days, I remember one of my um, one of the members of, of the thing, um, it's called Gravity of the Cosmos, she replies back to day 87. So she's three days out from ending this thing. And she's like, hey, Andrew, I just want to let you know, when I started this program on day one, I thought I was going to lose my job. I like nothing was going right. And it was a sales job. Like I couldn't get anything together. Like I just, I, I felt lost and it felt inevitable. And now I'm writing you 87 days later and I make a minimum of a hundred thousand dollars in sales revenue for my company every single month. Like that's the bottom line. That's not the ceiling. That's the floor. And the, the wow. imagine the change. I mean, and obviously, you know, money is such a, an easy, tangible example which is why i bring it up but that was also re reflective of an internal change inside of her where she basically changed right. who she was and how she viewed and approached life in her process of that sales and that's why a hundred thousand dollars for her company is a minimum rather than a maximum that's why she's hitting it no matter what so that that to me is my my favorite story for that kind of thing because it speaks so well to the tangible but also there's an intangible within that right and yeah, and because so she and I like how she she stuck to it, too. So clearly the she was thinking, OK, I'm going to lose my job. What do I have to lose at this point? I might as well do this program. If I'm going downhill, I might as well 
try something like a last grasp and she put her all into it. And I think that is, um, you hit on something that actually Bob Proctor, who recently passed away, was famous for saying, and it's, you have to make the decision. And that's when your life turned around because you just said to me that you made the decision that you were going to do this regardless. Yes. And she clearly made the same decision. And again, she had, well, I was going to say similar results, but she had the results for her that were in the same vein. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the thing about it, like the, the, this decision, this choice that you make from, from my viewpoint, and it doesn't have to be this way. This is just a clear way that at least I experienced it. It's a choice of regardless of the world around me, regardless of whether yes. things get worse or get better. I'm just doing this to see what happens. Like I'm in this. I'm, I'm, I almost I don't care. That was my, my attitude was like, I don't know what's going to happen. I've been at this thing for four years and it's not working, but it did kind of work. And then I stopped. And, and that's, but we, we can dive into that if you want. I mean, there's, there's a reason why I stopped. There's a reason why everybody stops in this process. Um, but once I realized, I'm like, okay, I, I, let me stop stopping. Let me just do it and see what happens and make it better. It might get worse. I don't care. I'm going to keep going. That's a choice that I recommend people make because then they stick with it regardless of their external circumstances. Because the thing is something going wrong might be an easy excuse to quit, but also something going right. You might start rationalizing, you know what? All right, this thing does its job. I don't need to keep doing it. It's like, no, you need to keep doing it. It's, it's working and it's free. And you didn't pay anything for it. Like, you just do a meth. Like, that's the funny thing. I mean, you know, my book is very affordable, but you can go to my YouTube channel for free or it's somebody else's YouTube channel. These methods are there for free. All you have to do is find one that you like and do it. And it's like, you're, it's not costing you. It's five minutes that you're enjoying yourself. It's not even five minutes that you're gritting your teeth through. It's five minutes that you get to enjoy the moment rather than worrying about money rather than worrying about career or relationships or whatever it might be. It's like, it's a gift in and of itself for yourself. Yeah. And we're, and the other thing we have to remember is we are the ones that label it good or bad. Yes. We, we are the ones that label it. You know, there's always something, there's always a silver lining. So for example, I recently entered a sweepstakes without doing my number one tip, which is always read the rules. And I just assumed I was eligible to enter because I was too lazy to go type the URL into my uh, browser because it was on Instagram and they don't have clickable links in the text. Hmm. And so, you know, I was like, eh. and I made the assumption because their uh, online sweepstakes are open to me. Uh, I assumed the social media ones were the same and I didn't read the rules and I get the notification and I was all excited. And then I got the release form and I went, Oh, I've made a terrible mistake. And instead of being miserable that I lost the money, I went, this is a really good experience for me to remind people why I give them the advice that I give them. And so yeah. I turned it into a TikTok and a YouTube short and a, you know, a story and said, okay, there's a reason I give this advice. So there's the silver lining in it, right? That yeah. advice I'm going to tell you is worth a thousand dollars. Yeah. And you know, the funny thing is <laughs> what, what I love about that is it's worth so much to so many people. It's worth to every person on TikTok or YouTube who will listen to you and take your advice. 
but it's also worth it to you because you're getting more traction, more people aware of you through that lesson. It's also reinforcing your right. message. And in, in like that's, that's a very accessible, easily consumable bit of content that you have that can introduce somebody to your world or also just reinforce their awareness of you in their world, right. which could lead to a book sale or subscribing to the channel right. or just talking or whatever it might be. It can go any different direction. And you weren't doing it for that, but the beauty is you don't have to do it with, with that in mind. Things just happen when you're giving value. And this is for everybody. It doesn't have to be content value. It could be any value in any way in your life. When you do that, things just happen and take off and you get value back in return. Right. And I, and it's a good reminder, you know, to me, to take my own advice. <laughs> yeah, we always got to take our own medicine, right? <laughs> right. And, and it was interesting because I've been doing, you know, your work and others work. And the minute I realized I made a mistake, of course, I had the stone in the pit of my stomach. So I'm like, oh, how did I do that? And then it was it didn't take me long to turn around and go, well, you didn't listen to yourself. So so I didn't, you know, I didn't. I just wrote them a nice email and said, I'm terribly sorry. And I felt bad too, because I'm a marketer and I also run contests for people. Mm -hmm. And I said, I'm terribly sorry. I've made more work for you because now the, the people have to go and draw another name and they have to do the notification. Like I've just created more work for somebody. I felt terrible. And so I apologize profusely for, you know, making more work for them. Um, you know, I, I felt so terrible, but then I thought, okay, and I turned it around and I didn't stay in that state of, oh, misery for long, uh, because what was the point of that? It's, mm. You know, I didn't have it. I didn't have the money to begin with, and I still didn't have it after I made the mistake. So my life technically didn't change. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It's just, it's part and parcel to the way things work, you know, and we, we all we all get those reminders and we all forget it's like, it's almost inevitable. It's, it's kind of like, you know, you get re, re, re reminded of lessons and you do things differently. And, um, I kind of, I agree with you. Like, it's just it, when you're having that attitude of like, okay, you know, lesson learned or reinforced, whatever it might be, let me just move forward from here and, and not beat myself up about it. Oh, someone made a good comment. I've got to post this one. This one says contesting is like a relationship. You get out of it, what you put into it. And that's almost, that's the law of attraction too. You get out of it, what you put into it. Yeah. And life, just life in general, contesting, in general. law of attraction, life, relationships, you know, your career, what, whatever it might be, your, your health, all these things. It's, I, I could not agree more. It's like what you put into it, you will get out. Now, I loved this answer. Um, so what was your biggest surprise? Because that's one of the things that we're told that, you know, so ask for this or something better, because if the universe has something better planned, don't block it. Like if, if I decide I want a car and they send me a Ferrari, you know, I'm not going to complain because it's something better. So what was your biggest surprise? That's, it's so interesting for me. It's, it's a hard question to answer in terms of surprise because I, I, when things finally started working out for me, it was, it was more like a, of an open-ended thing. And I even like, I mean, I forgot even what I, what I wrote to you because like I do this stuff on the fly. Um, I, I will say, you know, oh, actually, oh, this, this, I remember this actually stood out in my mind and this was a surprise, um, in that whole process where I, you know, where it's like, listen, I'm doing this. I don't care what happens when it happens, any of that. And I made this dramatic change. 
I lost like 25 pounds over a period of seven weeks without trying. And, and when I say not trying, I, I mean, I was doing mixed martial arts. I was starting you know, to work out, but I wasn't watching the scale. I wasn't trying to, I, I was just going through a process and like, I would think, you know, knowing what I know about the workout, I should have lost 10 pounds at the most, but like, there was just like this momentum to everything. And I remember I was at a party where people who'd seen me for, like, in, you know, for not for a couple months and were like, hey, Andrew, uh, you know, your jaw's looking a little more chiseled. You're looking a little, little leaner there. Like, what, what are you doing? And it made me curious to hop on the scale because, like I said, I wasn't even watching the scale. But when I hop on, I'm like, whoa, this is insane. Like, again, there was, there was no rhyme or reason to me losing that much and being that fit for the time I was an energy and effort I was putting in to that. But I think there's a momentum behind your intentions that goes into every punch or kick when you're when you're working out with sensei or every lift when you're bench pressing or every step on a treadmill or whatever it is that you might be doing. Every word that you write out of gratitude, every every form that you fill out, every part of a form that you felt when you're contesting, every single thing, like when there's an enthusiasm, a positivity, and an energy, and a momentum to it, it's it's like compound interest. It just picks up. And I mean, this isn't like a dramatic thing, 25 pounds, but to me, it was very dramatic and and nothing that I would have expected and nothing that I was even trying to achieve, but certainly would have gladly taken because I was very out of shape when I began the process. You know, I have a different theory uh, that you might not have heard before. Mm. And I am a fan of Louise Hay, and she wrote a book called um, Heal Your Life. And what you might have lost when you made that declaration of, hey, no matter what's going on around me, I'm staying this course, you might literally have lost the weight of the energy of the emotions and other things you're carrying literally in your body. Yeah. You know what? I would not disagree with that one bit. And and I don't think I lost it right away with a choice. I think I lost it progress pretty quickly, but pretty progress, pretty uh, quickly and progressively as I began engaging in the process. And like I said, within two weeks, I felt a lot better. I think those first two weeks were so critical to shedding a lot of that energetic weight and a lot of that that baggage really it's, it's a mo horrible i mean everyone I, I think most people have had their heart broken um maybe not and their business fail but maybe not in the same week but horrible emotions <laughs> to go through and and i shed a lot of that that weight in those first two weeks yeah i've, I've been exactly where you are i i from the from the dot-com crash um and the the one in 2009 you know i nearly lost my business um, I kept it by the skin of my teeth and um, my marriage fell apart and our money fell apart. And so it's been, you know, up, down the valley, up the valley. But again, mm. I was asking for some things and the universe is like, are you sure you want those? So I, went, <laughs> yes. and I went, okay, but we need to do this and this and this. And I went, really? <laughs> It's funny you say that. And, and and it's a weird thing for, you know, a law of attraction author to admit. But I because I agree with that, I, I sometimes catch myself playing it too safe. And then I've got to, like, try to get out of my comfort zone, meaning like there's yeah. big things that I want. And and I, I catch my like, again, human nature. We're, we're none of us perfect. I've caught myself kind of hedging my bets in a way because I almost felt like, well, for this dramatic thing to happen, I could only imagine what I've got to go through if I really want this thing like right away. So there, there's yes. been times where I'm like, yes. be careful what you ask for because you just might get it. That's yeah. 
you know, and I'm aware of that. And I think of that sometimes I think, okay, because, you know, there's a statistic that says 73% of all lottery winners lose their winnings in the first five years. And I think it's because it suddenly gives them an option of choice and they are not ready. They weren't energetically or spiritually ready for that amount of money. Yeah. And so it just fried out their system and off the money went. And so I think about that and I think, okay, um, I look back and think, oh, I was trying to manifest this and this and this at these points. And then I think, well, what if that would have happened then when I was on this, you know, journey of heat? And I'm thinking, yeah, that wouldn't have actually been a great time to acquire the wealth or have my business do a turn or have, you know, a book become a New York Times bestseller. That would not have been a good thing. Mm -hmm. and so I think you have to also trust in the timing. Yes. Of, you know, of and it, it, before um, we went on air, we talked about it. And I said to Andrew, how do you not have like a million followers on YouTube? And I'll let you tell you what you told me because it's a very wise answer. Thank, well, thank you. I, I mean, I appreciate the compliment. So, so here, just to set up the, <clears throat> I guess for uh, the the context, I, I've sold just about ninety five thousand copies of my book. <clears throat> so, I mean, obviously, and I'll take it. I'm I'm very grateful, but I've only got like thirty three hundred YouTube subscribers. It's like, wow, not that many. And somebody like one of my readers recently emailed me and, and they're like, hey, Andrew, if you're the real deal, how come you don't have more YouTube subscribers? And I thought about it and I was like, let me. Oh, I came to a realization and I wrote them back. I like, you know what? I'm not ready for it. And what I mean by that, that I'm not ready for a million YouTube subscribers is because right now and we'll go back to what I said, like what made me write the book? I want this life where I'm not and I want this job or this business where I'm excited about interacting with my readers. I'm at a point right now, again, 95,000 copies sold. I still reply to every single email. I still try to be there for my readers. And I realize that eventually when I get to whatever number of subscribers on YouTube, I can't do both. Like I, I there's, there's only one of me. There's only so much time in the day. So I am not ready yet to, to open up the floodgates. And that's not to say that it'll happen automatically. It may, it may not. But I do know, like just knowing myself and looking in the mirror, it's like, oh, well, this is why I'm not growing. This is why I'm selling so many books because I can keep up with that. But I'm not getting this many subscribers because like all the comments and all the things, it's like, it's something I can't keep up with. And this is something where I'm going to have to make a decision at some point. I'm, I'm no rush, which, you know, a little extra tip. Don't be in a rush if you don't have to be. Um, but at some point, I'm going to have to make a choice and decision if I want more subscribers. Then I'm going to have to accept the fact that I won't be able to engage with my readers with the same level of care and intimacy that I'm currently doing, which is fine, which is that's why I'm building such a catalog of content for people to use on YouTube and why I was so intentional about the book. Like I don't, people don't need me. I just like being there for them. I like being that author where they, they write and they actually get a response. That's, that's just the way I am. So that's my long winded excuse for why I don't have many subscribers yet comparatively, but I'm, I'm sure it'll, it'll only a question of time when I'm ready for it. Somebody posted a comment. I have to share this with you. And it's kind of brilliant because it's from Abraham Hicks, who's also, they also teach the law of attraction. Mm -hmm. And it says, there's never a crowd at the leading edge. Not everyone is ready for this yet. And I'm like, that is so brilliant because yeah, that is it. That's another reason why you might not have those subscribers because you're like over here and every, the crowd's over here. Yeah. And they're not, 
all of them aren't ready to like come charging over to this area. Yeah. And, and my attitude is that's okay, by the way. And I'm sure, Ab- and I, I mean, I'm, I'm aware of Abraham. I, I imagine Abraham would say that's okay also. And, um, you know, all, all in good time and, and I'm good with it. And I, I also think it's, it's, it's really important to have someone like an author say this, like, you know, just because like I've manifest amazing things, but everyone can manifest amazing things. But just be, like I manifest this amazing thing, but not that amazing thing. That's not a, that shouldn't be a judgment on the law of attraction or the content. Everyone's like doing their own thing in their own way. And for me, the, the number one thing is, is the content actionable? Is it user friendly? Is it accessible? Is it there in a way where someone else can do their thing, can manifest what they want for themselves, can make a change and impact on their life? That for me is the number one goal. That is really good. I like that. And it's um, it's the other thing too that I want people to realize is I've had say, I I you know I've told people that you were coming on and they said, well, isn't that f- f- like Francis uh, Scoville Shin? who wrote a, you know, a law of attraction book over a hundred years ago. And I said, yeah, but every teacher builds on the next, Yeah, you know, every teacher, you know, somebody sets a base and then the next one takes that and adds their, their take on it. So now you go, Oh, and then somebody else and somebody else. And, and currently you're, you're the current base. And then eventually you're going to pass the torch to somebody else who's going to take it and, take it to the the another level that's the way i see it with the sweepstakes like i'm not going to teach sweepstaking forever you know helene hadsel taught it back in the 70s and 80s and now i've you know and in the 2000s i started teaching it and i've picked up her torch and then eventually i'll pass it on to somebody else yeah i I love that attitude and and my attitude is like i welcome someone and i mean this to to write a better book but I also I, I view it as my responsibility to make it as difficult as possible so that when a book comes that resonates, it's at a high like every every new level on these. I think for your for your field and for my field, every new level, every new you know broken record, whatever it might be, it should be very difficult. It should be well, not difficult, but it should be very dynamic <clears throat> in that whoever comes along and, and changes the space in, in whatever way they're changing it they should be offering so much dynamic value in so many ways and, and reaching people at such a core level through their words, through their text, through the books, through videos, through their content, whatever it might be, that that's what's, that's what it takes for them to be considered a, a leader in the field. And um, I mean, I don't even know if I would call, I don't, I don't know if I call myself a leader. Like I, I feel like I'm kind of like still like this outsider looking in. I'm like this weird fringe thing. Again, like look at, here, the thing is, it's so weird. Like, like you said, I don't even put my name on this thing. Like, I, I break with so much convention. No one knows what the subtitle is because I don't put that on the cover. I don't put my name on the cover. Like, I do things so subtitle. differently. I'm sorry. It has a subtitle. It has a subtitle. And I, I, I missed that, and I read the whole book. What's well, no, subtitle? it's so. <laughs> I, I forget it. Some it, the subtitle is the missing key to finally tapping into the universe and manifesting your desires. <laughs> Another word salad. Um, and but the thing is, the vision of this is um, I want it to be a thing where like my name on this on the cover, it doesn't add value to the cover. Like yeah. I me, I'm, I'm a New Yorker. I kind of had a vision of someone people reading this on the subway where they're like, what is that? It's like this. Is that a magazine? Is that a book? Like, what is this thing? 
And I, I just, I really think that the title should speak for itself. And again, um, I realize it's a bold promise. It's, it's got to be something that lives up to it. Because if you don't live up to it, you get a bunch of one-star reviews. But if you do live up to it, you get a bunch of five-star reviews and that you know you're making an impact. And I want to challenge myself to see if I can, like, let me make something that that makes a promise, but also hopefully ideally keeps it. Yeah, it does for sure. I what I liked is you broke it down into all the different techniques. I still can't get over how much it's like sweepstaking. Like I say, hey, you can enter in person by email on the radio online and then social media like you pick what you like and what you have fun with. And that's when you're going to win. And you do the exact same thing. You say, well, here's one method for gratitude and here's another method and you can do this one and you can do that one and find the one that you like and that's when you're going to manifest and i'm like that's it they're so parallel it's crazy yeah yeah and i i think success because in in the end you're talking about people reaching a goal with something that i mean i don't know if intangible is the right word but it's something outside of them that they're they're reaching for in a certain sense energetically through their desires and I think it all requires the same thing. It requires an open-ended, positive, confident attitude that's also relaxed in the sense that you're not going to beat yourself up or judge yourself if you're not succeeding every day in the perfect way. Like there's just a an open-ended attitude of openness and, and willingness to accept who you are in the process. And I think it translates and transfers contesting law of attraction and probably a bunch of other things as well. And uh, someone left a comment and they said, I would like to have one of those books. Well, why? Of course, I'm the contest queen. You don't think I would have a guest on and we're giving away. I'm giving away three e-copies of his book. And I realized after I didn't put it in the rules, I will go at it in the rules after. But a lot of Andrew's work asks you to journal and write things down. So I'm going to throw in a copy to another lucky winner for a journal that says, ask for what you want and be prepared to get it. I love it. Pretty cool cover. That, that was the first time I ever saw that. I'm like, what a cool cover of, a, of that book that you chose to give away to people. That's really cool. I'll send you one. Thank you. Hey, <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> I think I cleaned out the, the store in my area. I bought every copy they had and I've been giving them away. <laughs> so, uh, and then I decided, why am I not? So then I kept one. And I started um, journaling myself. And actually, nice. I did one of yours today. I wrote this out. I love this one. It says, I am more than happy with what I already have. And I'm so excited for what's on the way. Mm. And you have to go watch every single one of his videos to find what that's from. <laughs> <laughs> it's only 150 videos. It's easy, right? <laughs> Actually, what's really cool is um, you can set set up um, on the YouTube, and sometimes I do this. If I'm just working away and I'm doing, you know, stuff that I find tedious and, you know, boring, like my business accounting, it's not my favorite thing to do. But, you know, own a business, got to do it. And I'll sit and I'll be t doing my expense reports, and I'll put on, like, I was doing that today. I had your videos on. And they were just playing one right after the other. And it was it was great because it was making the time go faster. I was doing this uh, chore that I didn't like. But it's like, how do you make it better? Mm, nice. Well, so because, you know, it's numbers. You don't have to focus on it like, like when you're writing or something. And so I could just, you know, type them in and have the 
playlist going and it was great. And then I would have my little book there and then I would stop for a second and write something out and put it down and go back to it. Nice. I'm so glad that, that you enjoyed the, the videos today. That's, that's awesome. Well, that's, and you can do that. Like if you're, someone's got to, you know, you got to do the dishes or fold the laundry, sit there with your iPad or your phone or anything and just listen to the messages and I find, I call it, I think I read an article years ago. I think it was called the Zen of Raking. And the idea is when you're doing a, a repetitive mundane chore that keeps your body busy, but mm. doesn't keep your mind busy, you can do something like listen to your videos and that you can hear them because you're busy over here, you know, sudsing the dishes or folding the laundry. And then you're listening and it gets, I think it gets, for me anyway, I absorb the information better when I do that. Yeah, no, I, I hear you. And it, it's it's a great way to to absorb the information without feeling like you're forcing it or, or getting impatient. It's just playing in the background while you're doing what you're doing. So that's oh, awesome. Here is a good testimonial. Rucha says, Andrew, I'm currently reading your book and I've been doing well with my attitude of gratitude. I've also been winning more sweepstakes. Nice. Congrats. That is so awesome. That is so awesome. I love oh. it. And this is, I love hearing when other people win. You know, there's literally so many sweepstakes out there that is impossible to enter all of them. And so some people think, well, you're entering and you're going to win. What about me? I'm like, no, companies spend literally billions and billions of dollars running promotions. There's so many prizes. You could enter all day and be impossible to enter them all. There's enough prizes for everybody. Yeah. So my winning doesn't take away from your winning. There's enough prizes. So, yeah, we can all just start winning more. It's awesome. Mm -hmm. I love it. Very Abraham Hisk esque of of yes. you, how you say that. <laughs> it's like you know, there's, you know, you winning is never taken from someone else. There's always more than enough to go around. Yes, and I, I just yeah, I've all and I've already I've always felt that I never ever even from when I started twenty entering twenty years ago, I never saw it as a pie. And if I got a big piece, I was taking away from somebody else. I've always said all boats rise with the tide. Mm. you know and and i had this um envisionment of you know my climbing a mountain uh in my business and i said well i'm going up the mountain who's coming with me like let's go and i never saw it as you know competition yeah you know that you know i sell books too but i don't see you know i i'm i don't think oh my god someone's gonna buy his book they're not gonna buy my book that's crazy thought First of all, when people buy books, they buy like three or four at a time. Like it's yeah, it isn't like they picked your work. one and then they left everything on the table. <laughs> but uh, yeah, and it's interesting because you know I, I hear the genuine enthusiasm when you say how excited you are when other people win, and like for me, for the most part, I'm I'm kind of predisposed to feeling good for people when when good things happen. Also, like you know my like peers and friends that are in business and they have like massive wins, I am. I default to being happy for them, but sometimes when I hear about a win and I gloss over because I'm busy, I stop myself because it's like now we're going like in strategy. Like, no, Andrew, I'm going to be selfish strategically. I want to make sure that I'm really acknowledging and being happy for that person because I know that's going to contribute to my success when I can really be happy. Like I'm strategically being happy. I'm trying to amp it up because I know that I'm reinforcing that attitude. I'm always going to feel good. I'm not going to feel jealous and good things just come from that. 
And I noticed when I, and I want to tell people this when they start entering sweepstakes to have a bit of an attitude, like a focal point. Cause I noticed one of the things I was doing, and this is maybe it ties into your, I can't even think where it would tie into your book. I know it ties in somewhere. Um, but one of the things, and I caught myself, you, if you have, if you listen to your internal voice, I was getting a little frustrated doing TikToks for promotion because I had, I, I all of a sudden caught myself and felt like I was um, selling. Mm. And I thought, oh, that's not good energy because no wonder I'm getting like, you know, 100 views. So I would sit down and before I would start filming, I went, okay, whatever I'm going to say is going to be a value to somebody and it's going to reach who needs to hear it. I don't know who that is. And my views started going up. And I'm like, huh, that's interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then I saw a spike in book sales. And I went, oh, I see how the circle works. I put out value and I resource people and the universe resources me back. And so we get this nice flow of energy. Yeah, it's it's such a very weird, intricate web of, of value. Because not only are you energetically putting out this this welcome, this open invite to abundance, but also like even taking it out of an energy level, just, you know, when you have that intention, the cadence of your voice, your body language, you, you know, your, your eye contact into the camera, your subconscious mind understands cues of giving value that other people's subconscious minds can read, even though consciously they don't realize it. It's not like energy's there, but I mean, it's all together. I mean, I think your subconscious mind's an extension of the universe anyway, but your subconscious mind as a, as a, as a computer, as a supercomputer, it knows how to have a cadence and inflection in your voice and in a way you carry yourself that people will just like you because they will intuitively know that you're not trying to take from them and that you're giving to them. They just know we, we, under, we are so amazingly intuitive and sometimes we don't, we're not um, used to consciously recognizing that but we all know we know in everything right now i am sub communicating so many things that i have no idea that i'm sub communicating in every move and every word that i speak every move i make it's, it, i can't control it it's just the way it is right and um that's and i see that in your videos like that's the other reason i wanted you on as a guest because i liked i like your style and i like your video and i thought okay we're kind of like a match and you could speak to my audience and they would understand, you know, uh, what you have to teach them. And I think it's so fun. I, and if you just take one of his um, techniques and, you know, even apply it because it's only five minutes, do it before you start sweepstaking. I would love someone to do an experiment. Do a technique, sweepstakes, 30 days later, let me know what shows up. Yeah. And, and I would just, I would also reinforce this as you do that, which I think is a wonderful experiment. Don't, don't do it with a sense of requirement of, of how or when or why you're going to win. Just do it with a sense of I'm using this technique strategically to infuse a level of positivity into this entire process for me, which by the way, in addition oh, to so most likely helping with the sweepstakes will also help with life in general. You know what? That's see, now there's a tip for everybody. I'm the kind of person that would, uh, when I, I'm going to actually replay the video after we're off air, I would stop it at that point. And that's when I would be getting out my journal and writing. I do this. This is a good tip. If you hear something in one of Andrew's videos, 
stop the video. You can rewind it a little bit, play it a couple times, write down what he says, and you've got yourself some gold on top of your affirmations. Yeah, That's what I use you. it for. I don't just put affirmations in there. I put in pieces of gold. This is a very wealthy book. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. For, well, yeah. And, and I'm, I, I mean, I guess I, I'd welcome, I, I'd be very interested if people do this and, and see what comes of it. But again, it's, it's an open-ended curiosity. It's not like a, like, Oh, this better work and it better work in this great way. So I have stories like, no, oh, like I know something good's going to come and I'm just curious how it might play out. Okay. So, um, we're almost we're at our hour and so i want to remind people that every comment is an entry into winning a um a copy of one of one of three copies and the bonus prize of the journal and the contest is open for a week because i know not everybody can come watch us live unfortunately they're not autographed copies because they're e-copies i'm giving i'm giving them out i didn't even ask the author i just decided i just love his book so much I'm just going to give them away. And um, and if you're not in the United States, I discovered this about Amazon, Andrew. I don't know if you know this, but if you're not in the United States and we have a win, I have people from all over the world. Um, I just have to give you an Amazon gift card for your country to go buy it yourself because you can't send Kindle books um, outside of the United yep. States. I, I discovered that also. You, you can't you can't send them out. I, I think. I'm not sure if I was able to do in Canada um, from the U.S., but I, I think I might have tried. But yeah, they were. I ran into a couple of situations where I was gifting copies to people, and they couldn't they couldn't accept it. So yeah, I mean, great yeah. workaround by the way. Just give them a gift card because that will translate, and then they can hopefully choose to buy the book. I mean, I keep the books. The the wow. e uh, version of the book um, translating to U.S. dollars is four dollars. I keep it very affordable. I don't want it to be some expensive. Oh yeah, one of There's no excuse to not buy. And and sometimes I find it easier. Um, honestly, this is so much easier to lie in bed and I have the dark background on. Mm. So I don't have the light on and I can lie in bed, you know, and just read it and put it down. It's not, I've had big, heavy books fall in my face sometimes. <laughs> you know, you're tired, bonk. So, <laughs> I've been there. I've been there. I, yeah. And I, that's another, here's another tip that he might not have thought of. Whatever you're doing the last 45 minutes before you go to bed is really what plays in your subconscious. If you're reading Andrew's book, even for five minutes before you go to sleep, those are the thoughts that are going to run around in your subconscious. Mm, that is a really called, It's called the hypnagogic state. The space between awake and asleep is called the hypnagogic state. And that's the best place to put out your intentions. So just as I'm waking up, that's when I put out my thought to the universe of, you know, it's going to be a great day. And before I go to sleep, I'm like, ooh, I'm going to I'm going to wake up in a fantastic day tomorrow. Like I pre-program my mind as I'm drifting off. So if you're if you want to really absorb the information, his book just before you go to bed. That's wow. my that's my winning tip for tonight. What a cool idea. And, you know, hearing you say that really excites me because I know um, over the next week, a lot of my readers, because I'm, I'm, you know, I've already told readers about it, but I'm going to tell more readers about it. They're, they're going to find their way to this video on on you, the, the YouTube one. Um, and 
it's going to be interesting because they're hearing you give this advice, which I want to mirror, like welcoming them to try this out. And since they already emailed with me, it'll be very interesting to see what comes of it when they try that. So what a wonderfully awesome idea. Thank you for sharing that. Well, I can't take the credit for it. I learned that from Jack Canfield. My mm. dad, I'll, I know we're just going to run over for a few minutes, but when I was 18, my dad gave me a motivational book and I wish I could remember which one it is, but he said, if I can teach you at 18, what I learned at 36, you'll be way ahead of me. So I've been reading books like yours for well over 30 years. Mm. I hate to say that, but it's, it's almost 40 years. I've been reading all those books and, or maybe it is 30. Am I aging myself? I don't know. I'm, I'm <laughs> not my strong suit. <laughs> and, uh, and so that one was from Jack Canfield that, you know, whatever you're doing the last 45 minutes, so make it, make it really make a good choice. And I, that's why I like reading books like yours before bed, because that's the stuff that goes into your dreams. And if you're going to dream about something, why not dream about something awesome? Mm -hmm. I'll, awesome idea. I'm, I'm going to have to try this now because I've, I, I mean, I've I've probably heard that before, but it's never made an impression the way you're making an impression on me right now. And I'm more of like a morning person of this focus. So I'm going to be interested to try this out and see where it works for me also. Yeah, it's uh, I, I find it's better than because I've noticed I've done this where sometimes we'll watch Netflix or, you know, Prime or whatever. And you get into a series and, you know, I'll look over at George and I'll go one more. And I'm like, oh, come on. And so we'll watch too many. And then I'll go to bed and sure enough, that's what's playing in my sleep. And I'm like, I knew it. I shouldn't have done it. I should have gone to bed and read my books and yep. focused on, on myself and, you know, self growth. And that wasn't a good idea. So that to me, that's proof of it, that that's what you want to do. Yeah. What, and that's actually is really profound. Most people don't realize, you know, you binge watch beforehand. You're you're basically like running through scenarios of those characters' lives for better or worse in your mind. Sometimes you're aware of it, sometimes you're not. I've been again, I don't want to run over too much on you here, but I've I remember watching um a certain show and I found myself going to sleep replaying a conversation of how I would have had the conversation. I'm like, what am I even doing? This is not constructive. And it's a negative conversation. So let me like try to eject, but it's hard because it's in your brain. So I'm I'm with you there. But it's see, but this is where it's good to learn. You try something. This is where people. Uh, uh, this is another Jack Canfield tip. There's no failure because you learn something. So we did that. You know, we both watched TV way too much, way too late, and we go, "Oh yeah, that wasn't a good idea." I just learned something. Okay, next time I'll try something else. Mm. It's it's you didn't you didn't sit there and start crying and close the windows and pour yourself a JD and take a drink. Cause you just made this horrible. No, you're just like, Oh, I learned something and you move on. You're on to the next yeah. thing. You're not stressing about it. Yeah. And the new, new method, the no big whoop method, that, no big you, whoop. <laughs> and even when it's hard, you just go, okay, that was a lesson, a big one. Yeah. As somebody told me once, sometimes you have to blow up the laboratory. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that resonates in a lot of ways <laughs> but you know uh you know yeah there's uh but yeah. i like sometimes it sometimes you gotta blow your eyebrows off on on the home science experimentation set you know it's like things happen 
but we like to blow it up in a good way. I love hearing like the success stories. You uh, read them out on your uh, videos and I love hearing when people win stuff. And to me, that's kind of blowing it up in a good way because it's more like firecrackers and um, those streamers and, you know, horns and champagne. Yeah. And, I, uh, and, and again, I really, I'm so glad that, that the content really resonated with you and that you enjoyed it so much. I really am. Yeah. You know what? It's actually one of those books. I know that sounds like a shameless plug, but it kind of is. Um, I It's one of those books. I'm going to have to read it again because mm. it was so full of content that I'm thinking I got to go over it again to make sure I really absorbed it all. So that's a compliment on you as a writer, by the way. I will take it. Thank you very, very much. Quick, quick little tip. I, I, after writing the book, I copy edited it myself. I went through it literally 10 times. I, I worked very hard. Um, it was very important that it's not just the, for me, the content, it's the delivery of the content. It's how it's articulated. It's, it's the cadence and rhythm of the words so that oh. it lands as efficiently as possible. I literally went through it 10 times, um, fixing and tweaking little and big things so that it would be this experience from the first page to the end page where ideally people would breeze through it. So I don't take those, I take those compliments um, very seriously and I really appreciate that. Oh, very good. And I hope everyone um, gets a chance to read it. Like he said, it's only, it's only a few dollars in Amazon if you get the Kindle edition. And oh, here's a tip for people. I don't know if you know this. If they don't own a Kindle, they can just download the app. Yeah. Free and, on your computer, free on your phone, free on your tablet. Yeah, free on your tablet. So you can just get the Kindle app you, and um, and just have it on any device. And it syncs across devices too. So if you have a Kindle and then you put it on your iPad and you take it somewhere, you can sync your books so you can just pick up where you left off and you don't lose your space or your place. Just another uh, book tip, not just for his, but for everybody's. Very good tip. And so on that note, we're going to sign off. We're going to, I'm going to blog about it tomorrow, give everybody the extra links so they can find you everywhere. Um, if you don't mind, I might embed one of your videos into my blog. Cool. Right. Hey, hey, you know, YouTube has the embed option, right? So please, if there, if there's something that you think is going to give value, please embed away. And, uh, and then also if anybody has, um, any questions, you can post them here and I can send them to Andrew and maybe you'll, you'll end up on one of his videos. You never know. You never, you know, never but know. But most importantly, whether it's a video or anywhere else, I just hope that it gives value. And Carolyn, again, thank you so much for having me. I really enjoyed it. Oh my it. God, I'm so excited that you were able to be on as a guest. Thank you so much. Everybody's in to win, of course, with the contest queen. And, <laughs> um, and then we'll see what happens. And maybe we'll have Andrew back at another time. Maybe we'll get him to do exercises and stuff with us. I will be game. Thanks. Bye.